All right, speaking of, since we're talking about I don't want to grow up. Uh, so, uh, you know, lock in um, and, you know, please take notes. Uh, you know, it, the message in general uh, may or may not have a, a somewhat of a humbling effect because sometimes we think we're already grown. And, and the reality is, like, it's, it really is a responsibility to grow up. It's not, it's not about age. It's not about if you got a job, a car, a house, or even if you got kids. Uh, you know, that was the case. Uh, I guess everybody be growing up, but that's not the case. Sometimes uh, in some of our lives, we skip growing up, uh, not having the proper tutors and governors. Uh, sometimes the tutors and governors, when they didn't have the proper tutors and governors, they don't know how to be tutors and governors. You know, um, so, you know, I told you I grew up, uh, it, uh, it started uh, what they called the baby boom when I was in high school. So basically you had high school kids having a lot of children. Um, back then you can get away with saying that's not mine. So I guess, you know, since there wasn't a whole lot of people that had to be responsible. Well, what happens when that happens? When that happens is you have a high school bringing up a kid. So let's say the parent is uh, 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 establishing rules and boundaries, right? Well, that, that kid, when they have their own kid, what are they going to do? They're playing off of what they wanted, not what was best. So we had a whole lot of parents having their kids call them by their first name. You know, right? Then I noticed something else. When the parents was making purchases, they make purchases based on not what the kid needed, but almost like the kid was like a doll. So they put chains, uh, you know, uh, the guys that were selling drugs bought minks, you know, first of all, two, two couple things going on here. One of the things I remember growing up is they would buy me sneakers, but they had to buy like a, a larger size because I'm growing. So they made decisions not for where I was at, but where I was going. And I remember that because I was like, oh, no, no, these too big. They ain't going to be too big in a couple weeks. <laughs> So, so one, they had to monitor how I was growing because everybody don't grow the same, right? You see what I'm saying? They had to monitor my design. Uh, first of all, I have long legs and long arms for my size. Help me with basketball. Get it up to the rim before they get there. You know, that was my rule, you know. See who get there first, right? All right, so, so they had to do that too, right? They, they had to look at some of my habits. I, you know, I, I, I was outside. You didn't have to force me outside. I played every sport. Baseball season, played baseball, football. So, so you had to monitor, oh, no, 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 no. He's wearing these out. We got to get him something else. Because as soon as he, <laughs> we ain't going to get into the whole roach killer thing. I think that was way over the top. Uh, but so, so, so you see the difference? Now, if I'm a child, am I thinking about all those things? No. So these, so that, these parents are buying these kids a mink that they're only going to wear for three months, right? They're buying them, you know, they, they, they like toddlers. They're buying them 50, 50 60 70 $100 Nikes. They're going to wear them for how long, right? And the kids ain't really, they, they don't even know if it's 14 carat, 20 carat, or uh, plated gold. They wouldn't even know. But they was buying them legit, Gold and diamonds. 
but child can't even value that, right? All right, well, in our life, as time went on, it's, it's a, so a child was raising the child, a child was raising the child, a child was raising the child. It kept going on generation, child raising the child. So you get to our age, very few of us have had adults raising us. Some of us had pimps, some of us had players, some of us had fools, some of us had people that just, it was all about their relationship, not the child. Soon as a child is birthed in life, time, I think, should stop. Now, now, now you got you to gotta play off of God, but outside of that, you're playing off of that child. But we make a lot of decisions where we expose our kids to things or we neglect things and we excuse ourselves from it. How about parenting out of guilt? Children do that, not, not grown parents. Because it ain't about your guilt. It's about what's best, right? We came along. I was telling my wife, she's like, well, you know, you got to understand he got it honestly. I said, he probably got it honestly, but I ain't really. I said, I'm not parenting him based on how he got it. I'm parenting him based on what he needs. And no matter what stage he's in, I got, I said, my son is going to be 18 and is about to be a man. I got it, bro. I got it. I said, we got to do a crash course in preparing for that. And, and, and we got together and got an agreement, right? And I said, there's some things that it may be okay for a female, but not for a man. It's just not. So I, we, we work together to make sure he uh, crash course and get what he needs. I said, because he's going to get out here. And then when he got to a certain age, we wasn't trying to make it comfortable for him to be at home. We established a, a flow for him. I'm talking about growing up here. And now he, he was mad. He kicked and screamed. Y'all done lost y'all minds. When, it, when, when he was told, listen, my son, if I bought a suit, I bought him a suit. If I bought Adidas, I bought him Adidas. But now he's at a certain age. Oh, no, 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 no. So now, now I have to prepare you to understand the value of things. And I have to prepare you to be on your own. So... He, has, he had to pay rent. I mean, he, he wasn't really paying nothing. But for him, it was like, I don't understand, but I'm your son. Exactly. Yeah, we can't. You're a son. You're not a daughter. You're, you you got to grow to be a covering. You're not supposed to be nurtured your whole life. So what we did was we, he paid rent. Then, then we, uh, we extended the rent. So, so we pay, we, we just wanted them to feel a little bit. Then we extended because it was getting to a point like, oh, no, no, no. It's time for you to decide. And, and of course, he eventually went on his own. He kicked and screamed there for a while, too. But my son is handling business. Now, he's, 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 uh, he's growing to line, harmonize with his calling. But as far as his foundation, he is handling business. And when you sit and talk to him, he'll say, I can't believe I took you out through all that stuff, right? Now, now some of this is not going to be comfortable because we want to do what's convenient and not what's best. Um, and so, so I wanted to talk about something because we talked about it. I love walking through the Bible in the morning, you know, because it's amazing. Like, you could be walking through the Bible and you could be studying something, and the same thing you're studying, God's like, you see that there? See, so God is creating our whole life. So I'm going to give you the scriptures. You can write them down. I'm just going to talk about it. But uh, Joshua 22, 16, pretty much 16 through 27, but 16, 25, verse 27. Right? And 
this is a, this is in the backdrop. It's it's really telling them to to rebel not against the Lord, right? I mean, that's kind of what the whole backdrop is. So so uh, we're what are we? We're in Judges now, and and you you know it's it's, it's a more uh, consistent pattern of what. God tells you something, do something else. God tells you something, do something else. God tells you something, do something else, right? Right? And then, you know, we talked about this morning, crying out, you know. Well, it happens in our life, right? You know, God tells us do something, we do something, right? Then we cry out. God comes through in his mercy. But at a certain point, we start taking for granted that we can always do stuff and God will relieve us. But there's a place and a time where you start to feel the consequences of your choices. And, and, and some may think that's a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's a time to wake up. And we had the conversation with, with, with our son. I said, well, babe, you know, he's got to feel the consequences of his choices. Right? Even as we grow in ministry, people do stuff, we talk to them. We do stuff, we talk to them. Grace, talk to them. Grace, grace. Then it gets to a point where God said, whoa, whoa, no, back off. Let them feel the consequences of their choices. Right? Remove them from that. Let them feel the reality of how they've been taking things for granted. Right? So it doesn't change whether it's ministry, whether it's uh, the reality of life. You got me so far, right? All right, because sometimes we can get uh, caught up in the place. And so, so, so you guys can read through that story. I'm not going to take the whole time to read through that. But it really was, it's, it says, look, uh, this is, the backdrop was, they're going into the promised land, right? And so you remember you had, was it, was it Reuben, Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh, right? And so, so on the way over, they look and they say, wow, this land right here worked for us. Now, God had promised what? The promised land. But they was like, no, we'll just settle for this right here. They was like, that's nice that you want to settle for that. But guess what? You still got to go over there and help us get victory. After you get the victory, then you can come back to this land. But you ain't going, oh, no, we good. Y'all ain't going to get y'all's. We'll get this right here. No, 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 no. We win together, right? And then you can benefit from, from the spoils, right? All right, so, so after they win victory, they come to their land, they start building an a, 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 a altar. And so they, they're looking back at them and like, like, what y'all doing? Y'all trying to establish your own God? Oh, no, no, no. Y'all got it twisted. Fellas, fellas. You know, they're trying to do their own thing. See, because sometimes you do stuff, and if, you don't, if you're not accountable or responsible, it looks like you're doing your own thing. Yeah. It looks like you're coming against the vision. Right? right? Why? Because there's no accountability and responsibility. We're not even referring with it. Because, see, a lot of t- this is where, why we're stuck a lot of times, because we're waiting to do our own thing. Right? On the inside, God. Man looks on the outside, but God searches the heart. And, and it, it's not harmonizing with vision and purpose. Uh, Minister Lamar was talking about it this morning, how God brought us all together from so many different places for his vision. Right? Uh, it ain't Pastor Keith and Pastor Mal vision. Because you leave it up to us, we were comfortable where we were at. Right? It's God's vision. Ain't no way in the world we would have planned to come to Charlotte. Not that, now that we're here, if we knew what we know, yes, we would have planned. Charlotte's a wonderful place, but we've never been here. So why would we even consider it? Right? We never even, like, stayed in a hotel here. So why would we even think about it? 
It had to be God, right? All right, so, so, so they're doing this, and then when they talk to him, they say, whoa, no, 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 no. We're not doing our own thing. We just know there's going to be a gap. Like, because you guys over there, we're over here. That's what, we all are not used to that. We wanted to build a memorial so, one, you know, our family know what time it is, but we can always reference back to, hey, remember, we, we came and helped y'all win too. You know, we're not on our own because after a while, if we were just over here, the people coming by, growing behind us can think, oh, y'all out there doing your own thing. Y'all ain't got nothing to do with us. Right? So it's something about staying connected and the mature do that. See, see when you grow up, you don't leave accountability and responsibility. Uh, I used to tell the youth this when I worked with the youth. I said, you don't break out of a home. You transition out. See, if you break out, you, you don't get the inheritance, the anointing, and all that God is transfusing through your family. If you break out, you're on your own, literally. It's never, like, the branch don't break out from the tree. That don't even make sense, right? Oh, you got me there, right? All right, so that's a, a little backdrop of Judges 22, right? Now, 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 we are told to uh, Joshua 22. I apologize. All right, so 2 Corinthians 6. Let's look at this. 2. Oh, I know what I'm missing. I'm missing my Bible. I was sitting up here. It's like I felt like something was missing. It's my fault. I was going to my phone. I was like, why am I using my phone? I don't normally do. I do this. So 2 Corinthians. You remember as you, as, as, as you were growing up, you know, you got to, you were challenged in certain areas and you always made excuses? You ever just constantly make excuses? All right. So depending on the response, determines how, how if, if I'm going to prophetically bust you out. So I'm going to ask you one more time as you was growing up. Because see, 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 y'all think I'm not flowing in any level of discernment here. So I'm going to ask you one more time. You ever grow up and people were challenging you and, uh, on truth and stuff like that and you start being defensive? How about that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ari. Right? All right. So. Right, so, 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 so let's look at this, 2 Corinthians 6, right? Uh, we'll lock in here in verse 17, okay? Now, the interesting thing is 14 says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion has uh, light with darkness, right? In verse 14, you see that, right? It says, What concord or harmony has Christ with Belial, or, you know, that's uh, uh, from, like, Baal that we was reading the other day, right? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel, right? Doesn't believe at all. It says, in what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, and, and as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now, verse 17 is what we're focusing on here, right? 
It says, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, save the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you, right? So it says, come out from among them and be ye separate, right? Now, we are commanded to be independent of the world, but not God and his body. See, 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 we, we, we get it confused. We're supposed to be independent of the world, not independent from God and his body, right? <laughs> right? So, the accountability and responsibility to the kingdom is uh, uh, of being different from the world sometimes is difficult, because you kind of, uh, you know, today we have a calendar uh, uh, celebrated, I, I guess we call it a holiday. It's not a holy day, but, you know, you know something that where, where, where people are triggered to, you know, express love to their spouse. I express love to my spouse. Matter of fact, I said, uh, another opportunity to say I love you. Well, well, why did I say that? I didn't say happy whatever day. You know why? Because... I'm not focused on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, but it still is another opportunity to tell her how much I love her. Right? So I'm not really playing off of, first of all, I tell her I love her all the time. You know, uh, uh, she wasn't thirsty for, the, for me to tell her I love her because I'm always telling her I love her. And I'm always doing stuff for her. You know, I'm, uh, and, and I'm not just talking. Like, I really do love her. I adore her. Right? So, so, but sometimes we can conform to the world where people don't, don't, don't say they love you at all. They don't operate in a, in a natural type of love for each other. And so when February 14th come up, it's like, oh, so really? You don't realize what day it is today? So now, so, so what are you playing off of? You playing off of the calendar. So February 14th don't come up, it's Okay. You don't have to be loved. You see how you can conform? Right, stay with me. Stay with me on this, right? And then, you know, now you, 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 you're waiting for a relationship so somebody can, can do something for you on the 14th. You better find somebody who's going to do something for you all year round. That ain't, the, the, you know, you're waiting for the relationship so you can do what you saw on TV. They don't even like each other in real life. It's a movie. <laughs> all right, all right, stay with me. All right, so, so this is 1 Corinthians 13, all right? So we have to grow up, right? And we're going to talk about spiritual maturity, but we're going to line it up with, you know, just uh, maturing in general because sometimes we skip steps. And uh, I'm going to weave this in again, but I'm going to share it right now because the Holy Spirit just poured it right into me. Like, what, what we're going to learn through this teaching is, what was the real purpose of trauma? What was the real purpose of abuse? Now, now you know, abuse is not just someone physically abused you, right? It's also somebody can mentally abuse you, right? You know, emotionally abuse you, right? Ah, guess what? You can abuse yourself. You know that, right? Yeah. Substance abuse. That's what they call it. Well, who doing it? <laughs> Who doing? Like we, you know, so we look at it as if somebody gave us the substance to abuse us. No, substance abuse, we're abusing ourselves. Right? right? You, see me, you see me there? 
All those things, all the abuses, all the traumas is trying to stop you from growing up. Because at the point that you start to take in these things, you, you stop growing. Because now you're blocked out from the things that assist you in growing. Trauma, you stop growing. What, you mad, you sad, or you stuck in time, right? Angered, offended. All those things create what we call disconnect. And when you're disconnected, you can't get the life source. I used to teach this with uh, juveniles and youth. Like, I always use Star Trek. Anybody know what Star Trek? I mean, anybody don't know what Star Trek is? So I do it that way. Okay, good, good, good. I, I know the more modern one is a little different than when we grew up with Captain Kirk and stuff. But I was always intrigued about Star Trek because Star Trek, you know, um, they're going through space and time. Right? They're going through space and time, right? Now, while they're going through space and time, they will always run into situations where people were maybe trying to attack them or infiltrate their ship, which was where their protection and their resources were. So, so, so at times, they had to put up their force field, right? So the force field meant what? Nothing can come in. But guess what? Nothing can go out. <laughs> Right? You got that right. All right, so, so when they put the force field up, they're saying, we're protected against you. From time to time as they was traveling, people needed to get in. Either they were stranded or they had resources. Right? So now they had a big decision. The whole show would be like the big decision. Should we take down the force field? But if we take down the force field, you know, we're unprotected. But if we don't take down the force field, we can't receive them. We can't get what we need. So the whole point is when you're in trauma, the goal is to get you to protect yourself. So you're blocking out hurt, but guess what? You're blocking out help too because can't nothing get in. All right, you got me. Okay, good, good. All right. So we slipped that in there real quick. All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, I'm not even there because I was running my mouth. All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. All right, familiar scripture at our church. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child and thought as a child. Now, it opens up and says what? When I was a child, right? Right? You see that, right? It says, but when I became a man, that's a mature male or female, I put away childish things. Now, what is that? What are the childish things, right? Speaking as a child, understanding as a child, and thinking as a child. When, so, 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 when I'm grown up, I don't speak like a child, right? <laughs> I don't think like a child, and I don't understand like a child. So, at certain stages, things aren't appropriate because they're for a child. You got me? Tantrums, crying. Now we know tan we don't do our tantrums look like what? Cursing, getting offended, and stuff like that. Right? Running from things. Getting overly defensive. At certain levels it's appropriate. But at certain levels it's childish. Do you understand what I'm saying? Running to certain types of, of comforts and things like that, that's childish. Right? Okay. You, you see this? 
Yes, everybody's excited about that. Ooh, amen, holy, glory, 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 glory. All right, so, so, so again now, if I'm maturing, now I've established accountability and responsibility or what we'll call boundaries. So now I have boundaries in what I'm thinking, boundaries in how I'm speaking, and boundaries in what I allow in. Because I'm a child, everything is all good. You know, you, you, you come home and your child's cursing and saying all types of stuff. Where'd you learn that? You know, in school, right? But, but, but as they mature, we still get stuff in school. We still get stuff at work and stuff like that. But we know how to guard our eye gate and our ear gate, right? Well, we should. I mean, you know, everybody's not guarding their eyes and ears. But at certain levels, you're supposed to protect your... Now I operate boundaries. Uh, do you know there was, there's, a, there's a level where a kid goes, hey, I can't go there, right? Or they won't cross the street without somebody grabbing their hand, right? Now you got boundaries. You, okay, well, so how we were, I, I lived in the second house from the corner, all right? So you had that parameter. Then if you get to the corner, you can see the next block. You know, you had, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Shaq and them aunt live right here. So, you, so their house pretty much covered this, this whole area. Then you go to the next block, right? And so on the next corner was the people I lived with, the Taylors, was their son and his children. So we all grew up like cousins, right? So you got, so they knew if we're at playing in front of their house or a few houses down because the touchdown was the telephone pole. So you, you at least go down to the, the telephone pole because that's where the touchdown was. It was telephone pole to telephone pole, right? So you can go that far. But you just couldn't be going anywhere. There were boundaries in where we could play. And then they knew if they walked to the corner, they could see down the street. But we couldn't just be going anywhere. We had to get permission. Now, as I got older, I got permission. I got a key. And they said, you can go anywhere in the city. You just need to be back here by 8 o'clock. I thought it was cool, but really, I really wasn't supposed to be going all over the city by myself. But, you know, with all due respect, I guess they didn't care. Because <laughs> their grandkids couldn't go, no, they couldn't go nowhere. But even though I was allowed to go, I still had a boundary. Had to be back by 8 o'clock. We say street lights come on. Right, right. So, so, again, there's boundaries. As I've gotten older, as I got older, there was a boundaries established. Like, I can't say everything. I can't allow everything into my mind. I can't do everything. Because what? I'm maturing now. And then now I'm playing off of God. I'm staying within that narrow way. Right? Because I'm mature. But we live this like, like it's all good. We're going to listen to the music we want to. Even though the Bible says, walk not in the counsel of God, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of his scornful. But our delight's supposed to be in the law of the Lord. Remember, I talked about the other day, even in our everyday growing our kids, we play off of what the world is doing and try to keep up with them. We don't play off of what the kingdom is doing and try to keep up with that, right? As if we can't make adjustments. Uh, Josh came in here. He says, man, I'm here. You know, I'm here, right? He says, I told you I'm here. He says, I even changed the the classes for my uh, uh, nonprofit to nine, so I'm here at seven o'clock in the morning. Well, that's always, always been an option. Re- respectfully, I'm saying there's always been. He had to look for it and see it. But he could have told himself, oh no, we can't do class because uh, I got my program at eight. 
But as he shifted in the playoff of God, what did he do? He made the same shifts we all have to make. Right? Okay. Stay with me. Stay with me here. Okay. So boundaries in my thinking, because the scripture says, cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to what? The obedience of Christ Jesus. How many thoughts? Are we bringing all of our thoughts into the obedience of Christ Jesus? 2 Corinthians 10.5. Please write the scripture down. It can be your friend. If you're battling with lust, if you're battling with, with processing through the wrong things, right? If you're even with fears, worried about a lot of stuff. 2 Corinthians 10.5 can be your friend, all right? It's my friend. That's why I know the scripture so well, right? Got me through lust, got me through fears, got me through paranoia and all types of stuff, right? Yeah, I went through that stuff too, right? Right? And you get pop-ups, right? Don't you get pop-ups? <laughs> you be trying to go find, and then a pop-ups will pop up in your mind. Cast down that imagination in Jesus' name. And then you sit and have a conversation. You walk away. I wonder what they think this. They probably think they probably don't like me. You think they don't like me? Did I say all the right things? I don't know if I said all the right things. I could have did this better than that. You know what? Maybe I should handle it. No, cast that down. Nobody got time for that. Right. Nobody's there but you. <laughs> You're not getting it. These words aren't coming from them. They're not there. Cast that and let that mess down. If they didn't say it, why are you assuming they thought it? And if they, if they think it, let them open their mouth. Why should you spend your whole day worried about somebody thinking and they don't have the heart to tell you? Right? <laughs> all right, all right. We good, we good, right? All right, so, so, so the scripture says, think on these things, Philippians 4. Things that are lovely, things that are just, things that are pure, right? Tells you what to think on. Then I... Uh, Philippians 4, 8, all right? Write that down. I know I'm going a little fast here, so I want y'all to get the information. But uh, Isaiah 26, 3, he said he'll keep them in perfect peace, complete peace, if what? If our mind is stayed on him. You see what I'm saying? So, so a child is all over the place, but we got to learn to keep our mind stayed on God, right? So you see that? That's boundaries in my thinking. Some of the stuff we've talked about before. And what I say, the Bible, boundaries in my speaking. The Bible says that you're snared by the words of your mouth, held captive by what comes out. You can't just say anything. Do you understand if you're cursing somebody out, you're cursing yourself? Because you're snared by the words of your mouth, not them. <laughs> right? So you got to have boundaries in even what you speak. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 6, 2, and Proverbs 18, 21. So I just can't say anything. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Man, don't say it. If you don't want it, don't speak it. Why? It does you no good. I don't think they'll ever grow up. Okay, well, you just spoke it out in the atmosphere. Why? That was you want? Does that make sense? Okay, and boundaries in my understanding. The scripture says, lean out to your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and what? He'll direct your path. That's Proverbs 3. Proverbs 4 says, with all your getting, get understanding. Right? So I have to have boundaries in what I process. Right? I can't lean to my own understanding. I got to lean to what God is saying. You see that? What's the struggle when you're raising kids? They trying to tell you what to do. Based on what? Uh, Zipporah back there says they don't understand. But think about it. Where have they been in life? Your house. And wherever you take them. 
especially when they're young and they don't have no license, where have they? They ain't been nowhere. Do you know most kids trip between 11 and 13, right? And they ain't been nowhere. And then they take that trip to a whole nother travel around the world. It goes from just a trip to like a big vacation by the time they get like a junior, senior year. Guess what? They still ain't really been nowhere, but where you've allowed them to go and where you've taken them. You know how I know that? Because they rarely have license until almost after high school. So they're, they're spaces, they're the caterpillar. They ain't flying around the world, they ain't going nowhere. They, they've been through what you've exposed them to or what school exposed them to. So mostly what they're saying is what they heard in school. But they're telling you what to do. Now it's based on what's on the internet. Internet is based on algorithms. It's based on what you're looking for. <laughs> so y'all, y'all don't want to hear that. It's based on what you're looking for. Right? Start looking for something. Guarantee you start getting commercials based on what you're looking for. Algorithms. It sees a pattern and it feeds you what you're looking for. <laughs> right? So that's why you have to really be playing off of God because otherwise, it'll tell you, it's, it's like how we were raised as guys to, 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 to find girls. Tell them what they want to know. Internet's been telling us what we want to know for the longest. All right. I, so, 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 all right, so, so we, we set the foundation here with these scriptures. When I was a child, spake as a child, thought as a child, understood as a child, right? And I remember I taught this in, um, a while ago from a note, another angle. And uh, what Jamal had got out of it was don't take uh, childlike characteristics into an adult life. I, I thought that was good. It's based on... Uh, we was, we was teaching, uh, I think it was uh, real growth uh, was the message. I'm not sure. All right. So when we're a child, we have this desire to be tickled but not trained. Right? So we're looking for things that tickle us. Like the culture of church now is people looking for something to entertain them or, or perform to them, something to tickle them. Like, like it's, it's amazing. They'll, they'll hear something and post it. Because it's tickling or, or the person's uh, dynamic, you know, they, you know, whether it's with the effects or, you know, cause they, I talked to a pastor a long time ago. He says, well, they train us in seminary as long as it's emotional. Well, now the culture says, hey, listen, this is how you get them. Just keep it hyped. Well, let's do the same thing in the world, do. Just keep it hyped. Keep it a lot, lot of moving parts. So they really are not paying attention to what's going in them. We've opened them up. See, see, laughter, God uses humor to open up our hearts. He uses praise and worship to open up our hearts so he can pour in. Well, well what the culture is doing now is, is their only goal is to get your heart open, and then they'll just tell you anything. We're not even measuring it. I was in a situation recently, and I was listening. I didn't tell my wife this, uh, but I was listening, and I was like, okay. A lot of positive statements made, but I ain't hear no word yet. Then somebody might have referenced a, a part of a scripture. Then somebody told a story based on a scripture. I said, whoa, they got this thing they're maxed out. They, they can just tell stories. But I know when the word's in somebody. 
it can't help but to come out of you. Right? And I was just, I was watching it. I forgot to tell you that. I was sitting there watching. I said, interesting. <laughs> I was just interesting. Now, now, uh, uh, people well off. It's a, a lot of people. I, I'm not going to say names because I don't want to, it seems like I'm endorsing people. But uh, there was person leading it was pretty well known around the world. Uh, but I was just watching. I was just like, eh, I don't know if they said any scripture. <laughs> And, and they're a pastor, right? Yeah, so you, you understand what I'm saying? So, but we don't roll in situations where we're trying to get our ears tickled. We're looking for God. Okay, all right, stay, stay with me, stay with me. So, so, so what I'm saying that because we get overwhelmed so easily, like kids. How many times your kids come home and like, what are you doing? Or how many times they get mad at you because you won't do with all the other kids? But... but they're already doing this. They already got their, everybody has their Jordans. What are you all, what are you, get it together, mom. You're embarrassing me here. I should have been had these Jordans. Matter of fact, talk to me when you buy the Jordans, because I, I just don't know if I can still deal with you anymore. See, see, we, we laughing. Before we rolling like that. I got to go. Because everybody else is going. I got to do it because everybody else is doing it. Right? Because we're not properly training our kids. So let's look at a second. Um, now, now, I know y'all think I'm talking about kids, but, but uh, Pastor Mel and I, we're pastors at Ayers Christian Center Church. It's like, no kidding. We go here. Um, but we also have been infused with a parental, uh, uh, undergirded parental spirit, like, you know, paternal and maternal. So, same thing. We got to do what's best. Like, we can't. Hey, they're doing this over there. That's wonderful. You know, but we, just like I would tell my son, I don't care if everybody's playing in the AAU tournament. You ain't, you ain't even ready for that. We're not doing that. My son got five boxes of letters because I took him out of the top AAU tournament. You know somebody going to get mad when they hear that. That's why I did it. I was like, they're getting a poor assessment of your game. Let's work on your game. He was, he was mad, kicking and screaming. If you watch this, you remember it. He was, nah, but everybody's playing. Because at school, well, everybody's going to talk about, what the, uh, uh, did you play this weekend? It was the big tournament where all of the, the schools came. No, you didn't play because we working on your game. He got five boxes of letters. A lot of those people that was going to that, participating, they didn't get nothing. You see what I'm saying? Doing what's best. All right. So same thing here at the church, right? We're trying to get you to be fulfilled, get you to fulfill purpose. Second Corinthians 4, 2 Timothy. Did I say 2 Corinthians? 2 Timothy chapter 4. Uh, I'm going to start at verse 1 here. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. It says, uh, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick, the alive, and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. It says, preach the word, be instant, in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. I mean, that's interesting. Just using words like reprove and rebuke is like foreign to church, Right? Right, but it's right there in the Bible, right? It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Just solid word. 
But after their own lust, they shall heap up to themselves teachers having itchy ears. So they'll make up their own teachers as opposed to so they won't have to subscribe to uh, what God has for them. It says, they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. That's the culture we're in. Why? Because people don't want to grow up. You know, you run and leave the parent's house that's uh, strict and you go over to the parent's house where you can get away with stuff. Right? You know, you play parents. You know, there's a lot of divorces. You play parents, right? Right? Well, people do that when they play churches. They go leave the church that's, that's got boundaries and accountability and responsibility and they go to the church where they could just sit and nobody, everything's wonderful. It's wonderful. Oh, 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 after about four months, we promote people. Promote people, get you pulled in so we can take your resources, but we're not preparing you for what you're fulfilled to do. <laughs> right? See, see, we have the, the, uh, a lot of times in this culture, we have a desire to be dazzled, but not disciplined. Right? See, this is the reality. So, 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 so sometimes we want to be enchanted, but not exercised. <laughs> Right? You just you want to be, <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> no, 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 we need to be exercised. We need to be disciplined. We need to be trained. Right? We got to do some things. And it's so interesting. I noticed something that the sloppy are attracted to the sloppy, not the disciplined. See, see, because when you're sloppy, you're attracted to sloppy because they may be more sloppier and that may make you feel like you're less sloppy. <laughs> you see that? It's like, I can't believe. That. Look, you, you overweight, you find somebody more overweight, like, man, what is wrong with them? They need to get themselves together. <laughs> right? Instead of being around people that's going to challenge you. So I'm not, listen, I have people I have great relationships with. Listen, I told you I got to keep it real today. I have great relationships, but I notice they sometimes don't come around. Like, I share the word with everybody. I know sometimes they'll come in town and don't come around because everybody knows I'm just going to give you the truth. Right? I'm not offended. You know, when we was at the other church, I was in a council session, and the person said, uh, uh, hey, so you're going to be at the, uh, the bachelor party tonight? I said, no, nah, I ain't know nothing about a bachelor party. He says, they ain't tell you. You you the one that mentor the person. You do this, you do that. I said, no, nah, don't worry about it. I said, I don't get invited to everything. I said, because some sometimes people don't invite me because they can't do what they want to do. It's okay. <laughs> Is your life like that? Or are you invited to everything even when people are compromising? Because they're not uncomfortable around you. Hey, listen, I know. I just want y'all to think, think. Just want you to think things through. That's all. That's all. Stay with me. Don't, don't leave me. All right? All right, so Proverbs 18, right? The sloppy are attracted to the sloppy. Mm. Ain't that something? That's dangerous, don't you think? Because if you attract to the sloppy, you're just going to be comfortable at being what? Sloppy. And then you get so used to being sloppy, you don't even realize it when you come around people. You like pig pen. See you coming and avoid you. All right, so Proverbs 18, 
verse 9. Proverbs 18, verse 9. Proverbs 18, verse 9. It says, he also that is slowful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. See, so, so, so the person that's slowful is normally cool with somebody that's wasting time. Uh, another version says, get, get comfortable with people who have slack habits and sloppy work. So I'm going to stare around people that pump me up because they ain't handling business ever. But I'm not going to be around people that's going to keep stretching and challenging me. See, constantly looking for someone to validate our, it's okay to be where I'm at. I don't have to grow up philosophy. I'm looking for some other people that think like that. Man, it's okay, man. You, see, man, people just take that all seriously. Oh, you're looking for the sermon that says, hey, nobody's perfect. You're looking for the sermon that turns uh, Paul into a murderer, even though he ain't killed nobody. He was holding the coat. Right? <laughs> see, yeah, Paul was a murderer. You're looking for that sermon, right? To take all the little things you know, and convert them into, uh, you know, you know, Mo- Moses was a, Moses did kill somebody, a person that was was a, was basically about to kill somebody he loved. That was it. He wasn't out there no serial killer or nothing. But somebody will convert all the little, the, uh, 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 you know, Job was a drunk. Let's let's process this whole specific thing out in the Bible because we mature. Have you, have you ever, even when you were young, you were moved from one place that you grew up to another and you had to create new friends? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes that's hard. Sometimes even when we've moved in life, you know, my son said when we, we moved, he was like, man, y'all left me by myself. Even though we're, we're still alive. We, we, <laughs> you know, you know, he still has access, you know. But he was used to, he got familiar with you know, he could just go to the house. You know, we, we right there, right? Now, imagine if you wake up and it's just eight people on the earth. You don't know if any other people ever coming. You don't know if you, if, if, or whether or not you're going to live in this boat for the rest of your life. The only thing you have as a memory was people screaming. Because they were drowning. That's all you have. People knocking on a boat and you being obedient not to open it. Knowing people about to die. That's all you have. And the uncertainty of what the future is. That's it. Now that was Job. Noah. Sorry, Noah. That was Noah. All right? Job Joe lost everything. I, I, I kind of mixed the stories, my bad. All right? But Noah is the one they called the drunk. All right? You see that? How many, how many of us have ever been in that situation or ever will be? So we were comparing ourselves to Noah when he drank. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? But we're looking for that sermon 
So we could, we're looking for out as opposed to an in. Right? Let me ask you something. Are you in the you can't count on them to be there category or the you can count on them? Now, this is the difference between maturity and not. Are you in the category of, ah, you sure you want to ask them? Ah, they might be here, they might not be. Are people, when you're not around, saying, well, you know how they are. They probably may or may not be here. Are you in that you can count on them? So you want to count on God. You want to count on people, but who can count on you? Consistently. Can they set your clock by, oh, please. Oh, they'll, they'll be here no matter what. I'm not worried about it. Or is it like, listen, we might have, have to have backup. We might have a backup for the backup, the backup, the backup. Because, you know, there ain't no telling. See, again, that's people that don't want to grow up. See, when you're a child, people can't count on you. But we're not children. We're adults. The Bible says, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. So once you commit, commit. When you come down to the altar... Commit. When you plant, plant. Right? Commit. Be locked in. Not that we can't. When I was young, I didn't commit to nothing. You know why? Because I didn't want you to hold me accountable. Hey, you going to go with us next week? I'm thinking about it, man. I might. I did this all the way up to college. Like, it was my lifestyle to never commit to nobody. Hey, hey, ho. I don't know, man, I might. And then I, I was so confident, I was like, no pressure, because if I don't do it, I never told you I was going to do it. Now, I don't know why the first thing I committed to was pledging a fraternity. I have no idea, but something told me at that time, don't just say you're going to do it, do it. Now, that probably wasn't the best move on my first commitment. But I realized at that time, now I'm a, I'm a, a second semester freshman in college. That's the first time I ever said yes and followed through. Some of us are already in our 20s, 30s, and 40s. <laughs> and we still operate like I did. Oh, as a second semester freshman, I'm 18 years old. I had just turned 18 in August. I, you know, because I started school in the summertime when I was 17. Three weeks before, you know, everybody else, they prepped us. And so I'm, I'm 18 years old as a second semester freshman. First time I ever made a commitment. But I'm still 18. Some of us have never followed through or been committed to nothing. I'm saying this respectful. I'm going to say it a lot, but we have to hear it. That's childish. Okay? We have to hear it, okay? Because otherwise we won't grow up. You always hear me say, come on, we grown, and then I'll say something straight up. And I, I show somebody, I, I, I share this with some leaders, and I'll share with everybody, this preface and everything at this stage of, of uh, Eric's Christmas in the church, we shouldn't have to, pre- we should preface for new people. For us, we shouldn't have to, okay, so, so before I tell you this, Pastor Mel, before, listen, now I don't mean no harm, baby, but, but I, I, no, hey, I just got to tell you, this. hey, hey, don't take this a certain way. Hey, please don't get offended. Hey, you know, I love you, right? We got to spend a whole hour, like, you know, 
You okay? You okay? You need something to drink, some more tea. Like, we got to do all that before we just tell somebody a basic truth. There's times I've shared something with the truth. People got offended. I was shocked because I was like, I ain't even really saying nothing. I ain't say what I could have said. I says, I'm, 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 she'll tell you, I'm king of just keep, keeping it simple. But I was like, wow. I, and I'll be looking, forgive me, that New Jersey face is going to come out. I'm like, is this a joke or are they seriously offended? They're not offended. Nah, get out of here. They, they playing, right? This is, where the cameras? Where the cameras at, y'all? This is, some, this is this talk show stuff. What's going on? No, they serious. They serious. They actually offended. Based on what? Is it the truth? Are we going to stop, get past how we feel? Is it the truth? Awfully quiet in this grown church. <laughs> all right, let's, let's, let's stay with me here, all right? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, right, listen, this has happened tremendously through the history of this church. So if one person sits here, I shouldn't have to say that, think it's them. See, that's childish. When you think it's all about you, you're the only one, right? It's so many people that's been in that category. Like 90% of the people that walked through this building. Now somebody got to say, am I in the 10%? <laughs> I don't think that's me. I got, I'm probably in the 10, 10%, right? <laughs> All right, so, so, so growing beyond, this is the thing. The reason why you can't be counted on because you're still taking shortcuts. See, children are always taking shortcuts. When I was in college, I didn't read the book, Josh. I didn't read the book. Macbeth, I can care less about Macbeth. You know what I did? I read the cleft notes. I did my paper on the cleft notes. Some of y'all have got degrees and ain't read nothing. You got degrees on the cleft notes. Or what somebody else told you about the story. But you, you, what you passed, see, see, when we were coming up, it was just about passing. I remember my brother said, man, I don't be taking them tests. I, I get these young ladies to take all these tests for me. Right? So that was cool back then. It's not cool that somebody's taking a test you need the information for. That's why people be looking at you like, you got a degree, right? Did you, was it, a, did you get it out of the cracker jack box? Or did you learn something along the way? See, sometimes we, we, we rush to pass. We, we miss the details. We're taking shortcuts. That's what children do, right? And so, so, so we got to grow beyond taking shortcuts. The Bible says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways, said the Lord Isaiah 55, 8, right? What he's saying is my thoughts are I need you to embrace the details like we've been talking about on God's masterpiece. I don't need the shortcuts because you're going to need, you're skipping information you're going to need. So you get into a position uh, you're the manager, you're the owner, you're this, that, and the other. People looking like you, like, you're in charge, right? Don't you notice? <laughs> no, they took shortcuts, got the hookup, figured out how to get to where they wanted without the details. Only you need the details to lead and to guide and to train, right? 
can't skip steps. All right, so uh, Matthew 7, 13, we notice that there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace, right? It's a broad way that leads to what? Death and destruction. Good. All right, so Matthew 7, uh, 7, 13, the message version. Let's just read that real quick. Matthew 7, Matthew 7, 13, the message version. All right, now, now we know that that is, there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace, right? This is how it opens up in the message version. Don't look for shortcuts to God. It says, the market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff, even though crowds of people do. See, as much as that message says there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace, it's saying that, and it says, not many be that go thereby is what the King James Version says, right? Because very few people want to go take the, take your time, every step, every detail road. They want to take the broad way. So, 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 some, so some people measure churches based on population. So they'll say, well, you know, they got uh, 8,000 members. Well, that's, that, 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 that doesn't mean that they're getting what they need all the time. I'm not saying it doesn't just because you got 8,000 members. Some, some people have grown, organically grown into 20,000. But I'm saying there's a lot of situations where people are attracted to the broad way instead of the narrow way. They're going to be accommodated. Nobody's going to challenge them. They're not going to say anything that's going to possibly chase away. When I did Bible study, don't get mad, but I did Bible study with a Ohio State. I had to do it with a, another ministry. And the guys would be fringing when, when I did Bible study because they'd be like, oh, here you go with the actual Bible and the truth. This other ministry, these like younger guys, and they, 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 they was like, well, hold, hold, hold. we don't want to chase the guys away. Well, I don't want to chase them away, but I also don't want them to walk away without the truth. You see what I'm saying? But their, their goal was, hey, no, we need to make them comfortable you know, and then you can utilize them to speak and do stuff like that. Well, that wasn't my goal. My goal was for to grow them in the Lord. All the athletes, coaches, and everybody I know, you interview them when they come visit here, they will tell you, I've always told them the truth. I was just talking to a, a coach the other day. I said, now, remember, you used to be kicking the screen. We were talking about his son. I said, remember, you used to be kicking the screen when we first met. He said, yeah, but I ain't like that now. Well, how did he get from kicking and screaming to embracing some things? I kept telling them the truth. Not, oh, man, he's not really trying to hear this. I don't want to lose this connection. No, no, I'm trying to keep this connection, <laughs> and I'm trying to connect them to the connection. <laughs> Some of us are trying to hold on to the connection at the expense of the connection. That's childish, okay? All right, so, <laughs> so it says don't fall for those stuff. Don't fall for that stuff. Let's go to uh, Ephesians 3.19 in the time that we have left. Ephesians 3.19. We're not going to get it all in today, I know. Um, but just want to set the foundation. And if you if, uh, show up, show up to grow up. All right? Don't, don't run because, uh, I mean, you don't want to stay there. Like, like, nobody wants to stay there. It's not a pretty place. Uh, I said Ephesians 3, right? 
right, so, so to grow up, we have to understand the height and the depth, the whole picture, right? We talked about this in Pictures and Pieces a while ago. Um, Ms. Lamar referenced that recently. Let's look at Ephesians 3. Uh, we'll start at verse 17 here. 317 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, right? That you being rooted and grounded in love, it's assuming that we're rooted and grounded in love. It says, look, verse 18, may be able to comprehend, master with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, right? And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. See, again, the height, depth, length, and we, we talked about this in uh, God's masterpiece. We're not skipping details here. We're, 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 we're maturing to understand the whole picture. Like we're frustrated with delay as if we have the whole picture. As if we've, this is maybe able to comprehend that word. Comprehend means to master. As if we've mastered the whole picture. We ain't even masters sometimes our attitudes. You may think you're okay with that. Uh, you know, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> okay, I'm here, I'm here for what I'm purpose to do, this, that, and the other. Uh, uh, you can't, whoa, 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 you, you, you can't bring that attitude in here. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I've had that for a long time. It's no big deal. You know, people have attitudes. What's the big deal? You know, I mean, I know I have attitude. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. Nobody don't have attitude. <laughs> you know, just let me in. No, no, you can't bring that in here. You're going to contaminate everybody with that. This is a place of harmony. You're going to create this chord, this harmony. It could be your attitude. It could be what you're doing in the unseen areas of your life. Uh, I'm sorry, I think when we was going, excellence is coming up. Oh, Sunday, right? As we're talking about the masterpiece, we're talking about excellence. You know, you're only as good as, uh, when I first learned about excellence, you're only as good as the unsupervised areas of your life. Those are the things that's keeping us from what God has for us. The things that you think nobody sees, but God sees, right? That's the whole picture, right? How about your, your, the arrogance and the judgmental? You know, you're sitting there quiet, constantly judging people. <laughs> Look at them. You're supposed to be all that. How come, how come you said that? How come you didn't know this? How come you didn't know that? Well, you didn't know that. You're supposed to be all that. That ain't getting in either. <laughs> How about you ain't grown up a day in your life? You're still holding on old pains, old grudges, old trauma, old nonsense, old excuses. All the years you don't excuse why you're not doing it, you could have got it done by then. You could have took a... a Two hours a day for the last 10 years of you excusing that, I've never been able to do this and be a master at it. Oh, you know, you know see, when I was growing up, I really wasn't uh, a good reader in school. You know, I'm not a good reader. You're 40. You could have took, you got out of high school, let's say 18. So we got 22 years. 
You could have took the last 22 years every day and just read the dictionary, read a newspaper, and be a uh, better reader than most of the people you grew up with in high school. That's not a, that's not a permanent state. That's devoid of stimulus. That genius has to be triggered. No, no, you don't understand. This person can't do that. All you got to do is look at people. All right, so I'm going to help you out because this is, you know, I've just learned this stuff. So you got the person that they label as uh, mental illness, right? So, you know, they go, they say they're in, a, in and out of what? Um, uh, reality, right? How come they're always in reality when they're defensive? They're not in reality, but consistently when they're feeling embarrassed, they're in reality. They don't go in and out. It don't be sometimes they, they, they could be embarrassed, but they're not in reality. Every single time, that's a level of consciousness. How come a person has the, the you know, they just don't have the strength to, to get better? But they got the strength to snap on people when they're not getting their way. Use the same strength. That's why I grabbed a young man the other day. I grabbed a young man because I see the strength. So I saw the, the posture. I wasn't talking about ability. I was talking about posture. I saw the posture. The posture was, oh. So I addressed the posture. Because you don't have that posture where you're talking to grown folks disrespectful. I, so I need some of that same bite when you're speaking. Because you may not be able to... See, the thing is, you may not understand uh, how to articulate, but you can, you can still present confidence and grow the other piece. You see what I'm saying? So I watch all the stuff. Well, I just, you know... It's just hard for me to remember that. But you remember all this other stuff. Oh, I done shifted from the, the young man to the adults. I struggle with reading. Listen, I know guys say they struggle with reading. They done read everything on the ticker for ESPN. Everything, everything on your feed for Facebook. But now, you know, because you're sneaking because the young lady don't like you looking at that. So you sneaking, so you got your phone on silent, and you so you, so now with your phone on silent, what you got to read, right? You ain't know that your phone on silent, and something comes up. That's when the captions come up. Yep. <laughs> how how I know? How I know because I have my phone on silent a lot, especially when I'm watching things. Don't you, don't be trying to hit me. I don't do nothing sneaky. Right? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying when I, when I say that? So when captions come up, you got to read. But now, now all of a sudden you can read. You, you see, like, we, we, we're selective with our abilities. And sometimes we go into child mode when we're being challenged and it's difficult. You see that? We, we're going to child mode quick. Well, I just wasn't able to. Every, nobody's perfect. Everybody can't do that. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Couldn't nobody tell you about the relationship. You was a master. You had a master's degree in relationships when, when you was in love. Now, all of a sudden, you're back to a three-year-old when we tell you to take responsibility. At oh. Romans 13, uh, uh, verses 11 through 13, right? Because, again, we're, God has given us this teaching because it's time for us to wake up, all right? It's time for us to wake up. It says, besides this, uh, you know what a critical hour, I, I think this is the Amplified, I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't put it in here. It says, besides this, know that what a critical hour this is, how it is high time now for you to wake up out of your sleep, rouse to reality. For salvation, final deliverance is nearer to us than when we first believed. Adhere to, trusted in, relied on Christ, the Messiah. The night is far gone and the day is almost here. Let us then drop, fling away the works and deeds of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Let us live and conduct ourselves honorably and becoming as in the open light of day. So operate in the night like you would operate when you're exposed. Not in reveling or carousing or partying. And drunkenness, not in immorality or debauchery, that's sensuality and licentiousness, right? It says not in quarreling and jealousy. It's saying wake up. Now, I'm reading probably either the Amplified or the Amplified Classic, knowing me, even though I didn't write it in here. Which one is it? Amplified Classic, yeah. Uh, I said Romans uh, 13, 11 through 13. I did say that, right? Okay, all right, cool. No, I only said that because sometimes I tell you the wrong thing, so I wasn't really getting on nobody. All right? So, 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 so it's telling us to wake up, and it's breaking down. He said, come on, man. He said, it's a shelf life to partying, getting drunk. You know, yeah, I just try to get him a glass of wine. I talk to his, hey, you appreciate this even though it may bother you when you first watch it. So I was talking to a young man, and I said, so... When I talk to you, you talking about like, like you serious about God, right? He's like, yeah. I said, now, am I tripping or did I see you with a cigar the other day? He said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, hey, you know, I love you, right? He said, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he says, cigar? He said, that's no, no big deal. You know, that's a staple of, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, I don't want to use the word prominence, but status, you know. It's a cigar. I said, cigar, cigarette, uh, it's cancer. <laughs> it's the same tobacco. <laughs> I said, just because it's packaged in a, in a portrait or at a smoke shop doesn't change the effect on your body. And I never looked at it that way. Now, what I could have done is like, well, I don't want to bother. We cool. No, I asked questions about it. Listen, I was walking out of the gym down, down the street here when we used to work out 24-7. I walked out of the gym, walked by the young man who smoked. I said, how long have you been smoking? I just stopped. He said, I've smoked for a while. I said, you ever thought about stopping? He was like, yeah, then I started ministering to him. See, I, I did the same thing in uh, Atlanta. Went to, I was, it was a ministry, it was Dr. Dollar Church's ministry event. Youth was outside smoking cigarettes. I didn't go, you're going to hell. What kind? This is a church. I didn't even trip. I said, hey, so how long you been smoking? It's my line. 
Sound like you've been smoking, young man. You ever thought about stopping? Yeah. Yeah, I ministered to him how he could. Right? Because it's time to grow up. See, those, these things have a shelf life. I'm, first of all, you shouldn't get into them. But children may fall, get in trouble, right? So I was a child for quite some time, way past my high school. Right? So I got into things I shouldn't. Guess what? But I had to wake up. And I had to realize, what am I doing? Like, you know how I stopped lying? I told y'all before, right? I just realized, like, why am I lying? I'm not getting a spanking. Like, like you know, when I was a kid, they would, they would say, you tell us the truth, you won't get a spanking. I'd tell them the truth, and then they would spank me. So then I was like, well, you ain't getting no truth from me ever again, because... You lying, <laughs> right? And so I was worried about what? Getting a spanking, getting hit with the hanger or whatever they was grabbing at the time, the belt, you know, whatever. When I got older, I said, now, why am I lying to the people? I'm in college now. I'm 19. I said, why am I lying to these girls? I'm not going to get a spanking. So I started telling people the truth. I started telling people the truth way back at 19 years old. Because I was like, what's, what's the worst that going to happen? I ain't going to get a spanking. Now, nobody believed the truth. And I was smart enough to know that. So I would tell people the whole truth. Because they'd be like, no way this dude telling me he was just at the club doing what he was doing. And I'm his girlfriend. Well, no, I was telling you the truth. Do you, do you understand? Because it's a shelf life to lying. Kids lie. That's childish. It's the shelf life to, oh, it's, 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 man, it's a bad day. It's, I got to get me a drink. That, that's childish. We're, 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 mature, we're mature Christians. We drink the word. And then we fighting for that thing. <laughs> Jesus turned the water into wine. Oh, you turned the water into wine this week? Well, I got to see this. I never seen it before. Go ahead. Let me see you do it. You just brought up Jesus turned the water into wine. So that means you're doing what Jesus is doing, right? Go ahead. Let me see you turn that water into wine. I just want to see. You see what I'm saying? Like, which, which I'm just being real. It's child. We, we're still trying to, trying to get swag and turn up and stuff like that. We're grown folk. You still trying to turn up? <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> it don't even fit. They're laughing at you. The kids are laughing. When you walk by and those kids laughing, they're laughing at you. I watch it. I see it. I've been around it. Even here at church, I watch the young people look like, whoa, are they serious? They going to do that? And I watch. I, I've always done that. Like, I, I step back and see the whole scene. And the young people just be laughing like, that ain't cool. You grown. Still being childish. All right. All right, so all right, I know I got to end here. So, y'all, y'all ain't leave me, did you? Okay. Ask yourself this: We're gonna be thinking about this through the teaching. How many of you wouldn't change if you're not shaken? So the only way you would really, really change, the only way you've changed into your life, if you got to go through something. That's a child. My son would only wake up if I shook the room. 
if my son is only waking up now because I shook the room, he ain't going to have no job. You got to get yourself up. Ain't nobody coming, right? See, like children who have to be shaken to, be, to wake up out of bed, we seem to have to be shaken to wake up out of immaturity. Realize this, growing up is changing. The only thing that's not subject to change is God. Everything else is what's called temporal. Temporal means subject to change, right? You know that the scripture says, look not on the things that you see for they're temporal, subject to change. Look on the things you can't see for they're eternal, right? Let's look here at Malachi and then we'll end here. Uh, we'll just close it out with this. We'll pick up next week. Uh, when the Lord gave me this teaching or gave me the title, I always think about uh, Toys R Us. They might. When, when did they shut that down? Because I, I don't know. Some of y'all may don't even know what Toys R Us is. Huh? Like 10 years? Been about 10? Right. So most of y'all been around for Toys R Us. But remember the song, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Look, look, but the trip is they play that over and over and over. I still remember it. And look, subliminal message. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Why would a kid say they say? See, so, so okay, Malachi, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you my nephew's story. That's going to be where we're in. All right, so we said nothing, the only thing that doesn't change is, is God. So Malachi 3, I want to give you scripture, not just my opinion. Malachi 3, 6, it says, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. So God is the only thing that's not subject to change, or, or he doesn't even need to change, right? But scripture says we should be transformed by renewing our mind, right? Not conformed, be not conformed, right? Right, so the so goal is not to become conformed, but transformed, right? And so I remember my, my, my nephew was about, I think he was 11 or 12. And so I'm, so I'm anytime you're around me, I'm trying to share, impart. I don't want nobody to go through any craziness and not fulfill purpose. So I'm, I'm imparting, sharing with him. And he stopped the conversation and was like, why do I got to grow up? Now, he didn't say it like that. He said it almost like, Defiantly, why do I got to grow up? And, and I heard him, but I heard the cry of so many. Now, my nephew had me talking to him, his mom talking to him, his dad talking to people talking to him. Some people don't have nobody there. And they're still operating in, why do I got to grow up? Why do I got to be responsible? Why do I have to have a schedule? Why do I have to uh, process through my relationship with God? My relationship with my family. If, if I'm in a, in, with a spouse, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my job. I still have to take care of my hygiene. I have to be disciplined in preparing my schedule, right? I have to take care of my business. Why do I got to do all these things? It's called grown up. Like, you, you maximize your time as an adult. You don't waste time. And you don't get frustrated. You don't blow things off and go, oh, 
I ain't even fooling with that today. No, no, no. You make the decision based on what's required. There's some things you have to fool with today because it's going to affect tomorrow. You don't get to, because you don't feel like it, not do it. No, that, that's childish. Like, and, and, and I respect everybody, but when I listen, I'm like, okay, this is probably not, it's not bad, but it's not nice. Like, you ain't even doing nothing. You complaining and you, you're lazy and you ain't doing nothing. It's a lot to you. That don't make it a lot. It's all relative. Uh, Chris, I'm about to use, well, I'm about to use both of y'all because y'all both here, okay? Y'all okay? So they both have come work out with me, right? And it seemed like a lot, right? Respectfully, right? Just at that particular time. It might not be a lot now, but at that time it seemed like a lot, right? Is, is that a put down? It seemed like a lot. But the interesting thing is, neither one of them that day completed the workout. So they don't know what else we, like, like I tailored it for him and he had to go. But when he had to go, I'm there for almost another couple of hours. That's just that day. I, I changed stuff for him because I was, I, was, I was watching him. I was like, okay, well, we'll just do this. But he said, you said, didn't you say it? He said, no, 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 we good, we good, we could do the next thing. And we did the next thing. And at the moment, the adrenaline is going, right? So you good. Like, everything, everything we did do, Josh completed. Everything that we did do, Chris completed. They completed everything. It wasn't what they completed. It was the effect for the next day. Right? Right? So he came up to me in church. He was like, man, I, I can barely lift my arm. <laughs> but I said, didn't I say? I said, well, you might not want to do this, right? He said, no, no, no. Probably thinking, well, like, I'm younger than you, and, you know, you 60. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it, right? But it doesn't mean they don't have the capacity to do everything I did in them. But they have to go through building up to it like I did. So if I was dumb, I ain't doing that. Because I'm at a place now where, oh, no, I know what I'm capable of doing. I know the space in which I can do. But what I would tell them is I says, I'm setting that as a target. I will find out everything Josh is doing. And I go, I'm going to set that as a target. He said, give me some time. And I will work my way into it. He hey, you could do what the other day. I'm, I, was, I, was, I was lifting this 315, right? Um, and so, so it's, a, it's just a little bit less than what I can lift. But I felt it that day. Like I know when I push that up, I know if I can go further, right? So the guy that was with me said, he says, while I'm here, you know, I'll just spot you. You could do, do another one. I just looked at him. I was like, no, we're not doing it anymore. He said, no, no, I mean, because I'm here. I said, you could be here, you could be over there, you could be down the street. I know what I can and cannot do. I wasn't always like that. I was like, oh, they doing it, I'm doing it. Because, you know, that testosterone. No, I'm, I'm grown. I'm doing what's best. And then I'm building towards it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's all relative. But the trip is, I only use them to say, 
There's so much more in both of them. Much stronger than me on the potential on the inside. I'm, I'm probably almost maxed out at what I can do. Almost, I'm not maxed out at what I can do. I can do more, right? But they're, they're just scratching the surface. So inside them is more strength than me. But if I took them through Monday through Friday, everything I did, their first thought was like, he done lost his mind. Because people do it all the time, right? He done lost his mind. But it would be relative to perception. This is how we're looking at our lives. I, this, this, there's, no, there's no other, they have no more time. I'm overwhelmed as it is. There's nothing else to do. Like, don't, don't nobody ask me nothing else. It's perception. Because if you really looked at your time, you'll look at how much time you waste. You'll look at how many conversations you can get out of because you just take responsibility for what you do and don't know. So you spend another three-hour conversations because you're defensive. Well, you just don't use up time you could use moving towards purpose. Because you don't, you, you, you don't know how to be concise. You don't know how to maximize your moments. You're not being judicious with all of your time. You didn't plan for your responsibilities. So it's like, it's, it's like somebody just running around with, the, what they say with you, like a chicken with your, the head cut off, just running around. So you don't use too much time because you didn't plan. And then you say, I don't have no time. I just don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, no, you got to step back, look at what you're doing and be, you, you have to write in precision. I have to plan time with the word. I have to plan time with these messages. Like right now, it was just me. Now, now I got accountability over there for the book. So I got, I got to plan that too. Like I, everything, like, you know, I was working something the other day. Everything is, everything is planned. I, I have to serve you. We have meetings. I, she'll tell you, like I wasn't like, man, I ain't going, man, I ain't got time for that meeting. I got all this stuff going on. I'm the pastor. You know all I do? I'm at the meeting. I only missed the graduation because I had another plan. But I would have been, I was at the other one. I would have been at the graduation. Like, so suppose I, we do what y'all do. I'm not on a graduation schedule. I'm talking about Josh's a nonprofit. Re relatively speaking, that's an interruption in my life, especially when I first was exposed to it. But I was there. Honestly, I didn't know how long I was going to be there. The first time I went to graduation, I'm not the jet. I'm there. It's not like I got that type of time. I made that type of time. The, the, uh, the other thing was after church. Y'all probably don't. She knows. Y'all probably don't understand. Preaching a sermon is like an eight-hour job. I leave, I, sometimes I'm, I'm talking, I'm counseling. By the time I get home and get, I, a lot of times I'm falling asleep on the couch. But I go, man, Sunday after church, man, y'all don't that, man, please. I ain't the one. I was there. I sat there, enjoyed it, stayed for the whole thing. You know, you know, why can't we do that? We have a special message on Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday night? Wednesday night? 
don't know, man. People be asking questions and stuff at the end, man. Oh, really? So how is that different from the baby shower? Or the birthday party? Or the game? You figure out a way to do that? You'll travel. Listen, where, where is it at? Monroe? Oh, I'm there. You live in Gaston, but you figure out a way to do that. See, what I'm saying is sometimes it's childish when we compartmentalize how we do things. We have to mature. We have to mature with our time. We have to mature in our preparation. We have to mature in our follow-through. We talked about this in another message. We got to start finishing stuff. We got to be honor our word, right? Or don't give our word if we're not going to follow through. I'm going to give you a difference between an adult and a child. The adult says, God's telling me to do this. I'm going to commit to do this. I'm going to follow through. The child either won't, will say they're going to do it and not follow through or won't commit because they don't want the responsibility. Well, I don't want to say I'm going to do something and not going to do it. Did you check with God? You see what I'm saying? We got to mature and challenge yourself to embrace the uncomfortable or to become more responsible in every aspect of your life. All right? Just challenge it, stretch yourself. All right, that's all for today. All right, any thoughts, wisdom, insight? Uh, how are you challenged? It's a part of growing up too. Just sharing, be honest about where you are.